Bob Hoskins, and welcome to Cape Crisis, the comic book podcast about comic books, the sequential art, graphic novels, line drawings on paper, and the films that love them. Hi, I'm Chris Antis. I'm oh, hi, the show. Chris. I, I, I'm Henry Gilbert, oh, H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G on Twitter. Get these out of the way. Elston, he's here too. Brad Elston's here. Help. Brelston on Twitter, easier to spell. Uh, I was more like... Was Hoskins never in a superhero movie? Because that seems like a mistake. You could dress him up like a palooka. I think he aged out of it. I think he just got yeah, in I think such bad shape. It just seemed like he had to have been, but like, no, nah, I know, because that guy starred in literally my favorite movie ever, mm-hmm. Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Uh, it's a great movie. And I wanted to say to people I on Twitter felt... <laughs> who keep saying, like, what about Super Mario Brothers? Like, enough about that shit. That is an that... ass film that no one yes, should be remembered g- for. it gives yeah. Joey Stick he and the Destructoid a reason. He hated it. It's awful. You'll have a bad time. Don't All... celebrate that. Yeah, we, we did a shitlords of it, which if you haven't, if you don't know what that is yet by listening, I'm sorry. John Lake but, Zama? Well, right now. But yeah, we watched, like, I saw it opening night in 1993 mm-hmm. because I was 12 and so excited that there was even a Mario Brothers movie. Yeah. That the fact that it existed was so bonkers. And then we go and it was like, this is terrible. And it it's a bad, bad, it's terrible. a bad, bad movie. And then we watched it shitlord style with a bunch of us in a room. And even then it was kind of just like, this is just boring and dumb and bad. And, mm-hmm. and everyone agrees it's stupid. And it is unfortunate that, like, the Bob Hoskins legacy is like, did you know he was? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. 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 We all know. We all know. I just feel bad for him that he was like, he, he was drunk on the set. So he, he, like he drunk. This is what John like. Was has yeah. told the story that he would drink all the time. They broke his finger early on. Yeah. He was filming with a broken finger. And in an interview, they asked if there's any film he could take back immediately. He said, Mario, like wow. 100%. So I wish I'd never in, done that. In all honesty, the long good Friday, if you've never seen it, it is a fucking fantastic movie. Jonathan Frakes just tweeted about that. Did he? Yeah. Oh, it's so good. And uh, we'll close out this segment with He's uh, a very underrated actor. Before, like, he was, and he's, he was he's a big like star the big, of small-time British films. Yeah. small British films. That and Mona until Lisa. Until Hollywood took him. Like, yeah, yeah, Hollywood decided to cast him in everything. Like, I grew up not even knowing he was Farron because mm-hmm. he played Eddie Valiant so Wait, is he well. British? He's, like, he Irish. He is hardcore British. Yeah. If you hear his British accent, If you like, watch Long Good Friday, you, like, I always need to, like, drink a little before I can totally understand him. All right, boy, let's go put on some muck on the ceiling. Because Roger Rabbit, Put some he... muck on the ceiling is one of my no, favorite he... ways of him saying I'm about to blow your fucking head off. Because so his boring. accent in Roger Rabbit is flawless. He's it's a great actor. It's not flawless if you go back looking with that I guess if I now. go back and look for it, I will, but He's in my mind... impression. Okay, because in my mind, I just hear Eddie Valley. Like, wow. What's to know? <laughs> dum What's to know? Dumb, dumb. Yeah. Not prostate, you idiot. Probate. <laughs> Wait, before we get into that, you meant uh, we, we probably won't do a commentary on Super Mario Brothers very anytime soon. Nah. Uh, on last week's laser, this week's laser time, I did announce that I was unemployed, and we also <gasps> launched our hate commentaries. Yeah, yeah the three let, of us. Actually. Let me tell you guys about that. The, yeah, well, the, just well, what? Well, it's it's Wolverine, Godzilla, and if you pay over a five dollar minimum, you get Planet of the Apes. <laughs> These are all our three hand chosen mm-hmm. movies. Right. You can listen along with us. What did, we, what did I say? They're the all, movie. They're movies and franchises and series we otherwise love, and yeah. these are our least favorite. So hateable to clarify, it's '98 Godzilla, Tim Burton Apes. Say? Oh yeah, just just X Men Origins Wolverine. Yeah, mm-hmm. not and the Wolverine. So I did want to take a moment to thank everyone for their outpouring of support. Mm-hmm. That was, um, I think. Well, we we did. I, I've been. I've actually been laid off for like two weeks, but we didn't want to tell anybody until we had commentaries available because mm-hmm. I didn't want pity donations. I, we really wanted to give you something in return. 
and I knew you guys would be generous once you found out, and you were. And I also wanted to take a moment to thank uh, you two, because you two helped make those possible. And <laughs> mushy moment, but I did really want to do it. Uh, that well, was thank you, you two. pretty incredible. <laughs> Well, thank Fine. you, Chris. This, um, well, this audio counts as a contract, and so I expect <laughs> I expect to be paid for this. So. You will, no. Hank. Just let me get some health insurance. Uh, <laughs> the mad dash. Doesn't Barack today. Hussein Obamacare <laughs> have any for you? I have to look into that, or I will be penalized. Ah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, those. I I also really like those commentary tracks. I've tweeted about them a few times. If you mm-hmm. guys haven't listened to them yet, like. If you want to be just an asshole, just pay a penny and get the Wolverine and the other one. But, like, really, you want to pay at least those $5 to get the Planet of the Apes along with Godzilla and Wolverine. I thought it was fitting because Planet of the Apes is the worst. The hardest and most awful one to watch, and it's my choice. It was really tough to watch. And it was it was boring. Technically, I'm the one asking for support. Godzilla at least gave you, like, things to look at more often. Yeah. No God matter how it. ill-founded or idiotic God damn it. Were. Mm-hmm. Even thinking about it again, like, most of that... Uh, it's such a bad movie. <laughs> and then, when it does show up, it's just running in between building. Most of that fucking movie, if Godzilla's on screen, it's running away from guns. <laughs> like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I wrote about this because, like, uh. this is where the idea came from. You all deserve the luxury of being in the room with Elston while he watches Godzilla. <laughs> so we had this idea way before. I, I feel was, like I was still pretty sedate. A, like I don't feel like I really blew up as much as I, I think should. you did initially, like a couple months ago. Well, I and think every time I all... talk to you about it, and I love trolling you about it, you get incredibly angry. You might have been slightly more sedate just because, like, we had recorded yeah six hours of stuff that, yeah, before was, that one. Yeah, we'd so. been here since noon recording, and it was eight thirty, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just mad. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I think also the Wolverine one, like we got it, there were, we there were our, a few moments yeah. I had forgotten about. Yeah. We also blew our fuse pretty fast on that one. We're like the first mm-hmm. 20 minutes are like, ah, and then I, I think actually that was sky, my so. least enjoyable experience. Cause that one still stings. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's, there was a comment about like, oh, it can't be the worst. It's more like Electra is the worst. Electra is worse. And it's like, Electra is worse, but it's. It's worse because it's boring. Mm-hmm. Like Wolverine, also, Wolverine, and it didn't waste. Electra didn't waste as much potential as Wolverine. Yeah, did. that that's yeah. the thing is you didn't go into Electra hoping like <laughs> w- hope like thinking. Oh man, this, I'm going to be really surprised. Electra couldn't not have sucked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do go into an X Men movie. I think you'll see something. Thinking, late, thinking like, okay, the reaction to the third one wasn't great, so mm-hmm. they'll have learned something. And Hugh Jackman really cares about his portrayal as Wolverine, and he's a cool dude anyway. So. I trust this, and then you get in, and you're like, "This is this is despicable." Uh, it's not. Despicable. I loved. I think my hardest laugh in that one of a joke of the scene I forgot about was when he was slashing the uh, oh, the fire the escape and fire the escape. fell towards him. Like <laughs> it was some of the fake shit. Uh, that that is worst. that is uh, Looney Tunes. That yeah. is cartoon nonsense. So yeah, if you want to hear even more of that, yeah. So what's the, this episode of the show about, Henry? All right, sorry, enough promotion. Well, first off, uh, you know, we oh. could do what you've been reading, but Brett, you dropped a bombshell on us before we recorded this pod. Have any music uh, dropped a bomb on me? Uh, no music right now, so we're going to let it out. I've okay. got something to crow about. Oh, Come on, guys. No, no. What, Brett? What? So Brett's just running out of the room. Uh, Brett's I, just walked away. I can't do a show like that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, man, the show is lo-fi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Get to it. Get to it, dancing Walgreens turtle. It right. wasn't for you. I don't think anybody would remember that was still in the apartment. I love You're this the only thing. one who touches it. It's great. <laughs> so, Brett, you dropped a bomb on us before. I did what? All right. Sorry. Let's have it. Okay. No, I just uh, I did some soul searching, mm-hmm. and I've had I talked about this uh, with my loved ones and uh, with your pastor. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you prayed on it. <laughs> Did a lot of thinking, a lot of praying. It's clearly hard for you to bring up. No, I just I I don't think I'm going to see Amazing Spider-Man two. Like I dun dun dun. I, and, and you you guys seem way more caught up in this than me. But like I just thought about no. like I I genuinely did not enjoy the last one. Mm-hmm. I really do want Marvel Studios to ultimately get their, their a chance to take a crack at it. I don't like the direction of those movies. Like. The fact that I have to defend not seeing a movie I don't want to see is ridic- you know, is ridiculous. I barely want to see it either. And the American reviews that have just come out like don't make uh, don't make yeah. me so want. So this, this is the thing where I'm like I'm I'm not trying to be contrarian and like what a piece of crap. It's just like I saw the first one, didn't hate it, but, but I you did, probably I, can't remember like a moment. I don't I don't remember any plot points, and I remember a lot of flags, and I remember some cranes lining up, and I hated what the lizard looked like. But like other than that, I don't remember. <laughs> A single scene, really. Well, go back two years ago and listen to the Cape Crisis yeah. of July nice. 2012. Yeah, 2012. Uh, but yeah, I just, I, 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 I mean, we out of habit go see all these movies, right? And I'm just mm-hmm. like, I realize, like, well, we have, it's Dave's birthday. Yes. Of cheap podcast fame. Go listen to it. If you like Greg the, Heininger is leaving for San Diego. If you like the wrestling. Uh, but I just, yeah, I just want to. And and I have a habit of like if I don't see it opening weekend I probably will never see it or it'll be like two years Netflix from now when I finally see it and yeah I just don't want to go see it and it's again it's not of this like spiteful contrarian thing no, it's I, like I just don't you sent me <laughs> why would I go see this when I clearly am not interested in it the, none of the reviews allay any of my concerns no and the previous work did nothing but make me kind of bored so not not to derail and talk about my own shit because okay. I have I have a manifesto you... of things that I want to do now that I have free time right. and I love laser time and working on it and you just sent me a link uh, and said you should write about this yeah and it was the Blu-ray set yeah and I'm like love to Elston but I don't have the time right now. Too and, busy. Uh... And there were definitely other things happening. <laughs> but it was, it was because it's like, I don't know. I don't necessarily want to write like, here's some news, guys. Right. Like, it was no, more like, it's, it's a ridicule. But the, the long, longer it sat with me, the more it bothered me. There was a Blu-ray, the Amazing Spider-Man 2 Blu-ray mm. collector set, which I misquoted as $100. It's $150 <laughs> for a movie that hasn't come out yet. That nobody is a fan of. That yet. nobody is nobody has the, had the chance to be a fan of yet. No. Well, at, people, at least, in, the, people at least in the UK. In America. Well, this is this is the American Blu-ray. Oh, I see. Um, I'm sure it'll be in Europe. Maybe, but like they keep talking. Well, movies are big in China. I'm like, well, is China getting the big fucking Jamie Fox head <laughs> Blu-ray yeah. set? It, it, the more it just sat with me, like it just so fucking bothered me. Yeah, it's and, really. And I, it's wordy. I wrote an article at the time. It's wordy. It's too long and dumb. And me trying to make a bunch of jokes, but it's it is kind of upsetting that like. If you want to make... I can't tell you how to make a great Spider-Man movie. But I can. There's an easy rule to make Spider-Man merchandise. Be mm-hmm. Spider-Man. This isn't. So this... It, yeah. It's Electro. It's, so it seems like, who is the audience for this? And, and, and I, as I try and pull it down, like it seems the only audience here is Jamie Foxx fans. Yeah. That's the only... 
Yeah, wouldn't you want Spider-Man's head? You'd want Spider-Man's head, if anything, because that costume actually looks good. Yeah, I went went and searched for it, and like that's the one takeaway my friends do like about the movie. That's the one reason I wanted to see it, because that costume does look good. It 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 doesn't give you even a thematic reason, because I went and looked. The first Blu-ray did not have a Spider-Man bust. So, yeah, that's the big thing for me, is like, what... So this sounds who like a is this of, for? A bunch of fart-sniffing executives. Yes. Uh, who Some are, idiot. Yeah, so like, well, this is going to be the next Joker. Like, they probably heard it enough to, like, they actually believe it. <laughs> uh, and, and now that's, I don't know, it's just like, it's like, this is indicative that Sony sucks at this. It really is. And well, so, and as we sort of looked at it, we're, oh, well, we're going to talk about it on the show, we're going to go see it. So I do admire your position of like, no, I've had a fuck enough. I don't, look, I don't want to support this, this area of the... The, the Spider-Man movie so, universe. So I'm on the, I am on the verge of that too. We all know this is a contractually obligated film, mm-hmm. and that, but that's how they'll that keep within, and that within ten years, like within ten years, we have another Spider-Man two. Uh, within less than ten years of the release of Spider-Man two, yeah, because it was one. like June thirtieth, oh four, or something like that. And they only, ma- they don't make it because they had a great script, or they had, they found the right director or the right star. It's because they don't want Marvel to have it. That's it. Like, they don't yes. want their contract Because they there. can't not make movies. If they didn't it's make the Spider-Man movies, then they would lose it. And it also just makes you think of, like, it feels just so passionless. Well, meanwhile, if Marvel were to get Spider-Man back, and they were like the year... If, if Marvel got back Spider-Man in 2016, and, or 2017, and we're just like... We're rebooting it right now. I'd say, hell yeah, I'm in. Well, I they could also see your the Spider-Man. Thing is, should that happen? And I love hypothesizing this because mm-hmm. I didn't read any comics this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I did anyway. You did. I read. I read Uncanny X Men. There you go. Uh, the, the 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 new one. No wait. Anyway. Um, oh yeah. Then there's the comicsology change. So that's worth. Yo, we should talk about that. Should definitely yeah. talk. About but uh, what, what were we talking? Spider-Man, about? Marvel, getting him back. Oh, so yeah. Like let's say. This movie comes out underperforms, just theoretically. I'm sure it'll do fine. Yeah. But let's say it underperforms, and it's like, okay, this one's a little bit, you know, more iffy. And then they do the Venom, and they, and they do the Sinister Six movies, and none, neither of those, like, it basically just gets in that Fantastic Four movie thing where it's mm-hmm. like, these technically made money, but no one is passionate on the production side. Mm-hmm. Director doesn't want to do this. The actors are kind of done. We're all kind of done here. Yeah. And let's say they got it back by 2017. That's... Still enough time. <clears throat> I don't know if Avengers three is twenty seventeen or eighteen. If they've even said, but you don't have to reboot Spider Man. You don't have to make a new origin story movie and recast Uncle Ben and do the whole goddamn thing again because we all know how Spider Man got his powers. You could have Spider Man swing into the third Avengers movie and <laughs> like, and that's really it. It's just like. And if you even want to do the ultimate route where, like, he's a kid who gets powers and they're like, hey, there's some kid in the in Queens who has powers. Let's go check it out. They open the door and, oh, my God, it's fucking Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a good extra little, like, you know, B story for Avengers 3. Yeah. You don't have to fucking... I guess I'm also just a little annoyed at that one statement Avi Arad had about, like... There's so cr- many stories. If, if we cr- yeah, we have so many stories. We don't need to cross over with Avengers. Like, the fuck you do. <laughs> You have no stories. Uh, this is how many stories you have. The one you keep, you've repeated ten years in a row. Like that's your one story. Yes. Peter and uh, the Osborns seem to be yeah. what you're interested. <laughs> and in. now in the next one, you'll bring back Doc Ock, and it'll just be the same <laughs> six villains all over again. Like it's just no, no. Instead of Sandman, Vulture, Ugh, yeah, and just, Rhino, it's tiresome. It is I just, just tiresome. yeah, I, I don't begrudge them for trying. And if I if I was in the same position where it was use it or lose it, I'd probably use it. But 
But they should make <laughs> so it I don't, better. I don't, it's, still, it's still a terrible reason for art to it happen. Is, it is. It is. Yeah. Marvel is interested in making great. I think they're interested in making like memorable, great films, not just to fill out, not just to fill, to be like the earner for its quarter, but like to make something that in that pays into their own franchise. Or, or even yeah, even if it is like less about the art, and even if it is just like, no, we want to make our brand super valuable and and, atta- mm. and desirable. That still results in a quality product that yeah. is thought out well in advance. That they, is not. They put way more work and thought yeah. into it yeah. than even than, if it comes from complete crass money grubbing nonsense. It still <laughs> makes a better movie because they mm. care about the money. In the end, they hire better directors who can do real stuff, not just the guy who did Five Hundred Days of Summer. Right. Just because he could do like a fucking cute like. But then I guess you know Marvel then doesn't pay the director to return. The no, they hire they hire another cheaper person next yeah. time. That's what they do. <laughs> All right. That, arguably, that's how they kept their movies fresh. Yeah, there's a, every movie is a different perspective. Well, except Whedon, like they should keep Whedon. That is weird. He's can. the one who will stick around. Well, they're, I think they're paying him a king's ransom. So, how do we go about this show? Comicsology. Ah, see, what you've been reading is hard to talk about because that did change things. I did. Well, I did. Let me just say, I did read one thing. I read Amazing Spider-Man number one, and it was a really fun book. It was a great, like, this is restarting Spider-Man kind of thing. And it has a really funny, uh, it, a lot of stuff happens in it. Like, there's the main story, and then there's behind the scenes. There, there's, like, four backups that all inform the, the what you saw in the main story. Like, they work really well. And they build up Electro, because, of course, Electro has to be in it. You know how it is. <laughs> Uh, but also the black cat and this whole new villain from a flashback scene, and also that they're they've created like this new enemy for Spider-Man that I'm kind of interested to see how she plays out called Silk, which they premiered at the most recent comic convention that was this weekend, whatever that was called. C two E two, C two E two, that was it. Yeah, the, it's great. I got to go last year. It's really fun. Never go again. But probably uh, not. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> but yeah, it Amazing Spider-Man one is really fun, especially it has a really. It has a really funny. It has a couple, uh, several funny moments in it where you're like, "Oh, this is to make you feel like Peter's back and things are goofy again." It's not dead serious like how it was with Superior. Like in Superior, they made a point of it in like issue six. He beats a couple joke villains near to death, and And that that is what I liked about the brand new day slash big time Mm -hmm. was they. They spent a lot of time, uh, well, like Slot spent a lot of time introducing new villains before they finally went back to the well and brought out Mm -hmm. everyone else. That's why I made it special when the Sinister Six six showed up again. Instead of just like, not unlike the fucking movies where it's just the revolving door of the same villains over and over again, you know? Yeah. But, uh, all right. Yeah, I think that's that's the only real memorable book I read this week. I bought, because after I heard about what happened with Comixology, which we can elaborate on in a second... I was like, what? So I opened up Comixology, mm-hmm. and I bought like the next Uncanny X-Men. I don't think I read it, because I had to leave to come here to record 17 hours of podcast. Uh, I think it was bike riding, but that's okay. Oh. Bland the shows. Bland the shows. Was it? No, we went bike riding, and I, I talked I'm about finally it. not sore. <laughs> really? I was sore for three days. Uh, somebody brought up you might, maybe your jeans aren't mm-hmm. the most conducive things you to You can wear in. some bike shorts. That Have you help. thought about getting a banana seat? <laughs> I definitely need to get a different seat. That's for could sure. Could look really cool. I need to get the uh, ass kisser or whatever that big one I, was. I should say that I sent out a picture on. It on, says butt hurt. It yeah. says butt hurt, and you look upset, and it's not me mocking you. It's because no, your ass is hurt. My ass was a bike. the tender brisket of my ass. <laughs> a very inside joke. <laughs> <laughs> sent out so, to comicsology. Uh, oh yes. Sorry. Uh, 
Comics so, but yeah, I, lo- I opened it and successfully downloaded, like, bought and downloaded a comic after everyone was mm-hmm. complaining about so, it. So I'm like, oh, maybe if I don't update my iOS to the new one, I'll always get to stay here. Mm, I don't I'm, think so. I'm a couple iOSs behind. that's not what I had. On my iPad. Uh, people immediately got in touch with me. Uh, well, because Am- Comics LAG did put out a blog and, like, yes, we've been acquired by Amazon. We're probably just going to operate like a subsidiary and things will be as normal. And things were immediately not normal. Yes. Right. And was- people have have some cause to be upset. My apps, I opened it up and it was just Your one lo- box lo- that says Comixology apps? has changed and linked me into the That's what most people store. got, yeah. Well, I mean, when you look at it, it is, I think it's pretty obvious to see what happened. Like, Amazon didn't want to give Apple any money anymore. Mm-hmm. And so... Which I understand. When you buy it at the app level, even though that's convenient, mm-hmm. Apple takes its cut. Mm-hmm. And... They didn't, and Amazon doesn't want to share their money. They didn't buy Comixology to share money with their Apple, who they think of as a major competitor. I think. I and I, I'm not. I'm not angry about it. It does make it less convenient for me. But thirty percent is a huge cut. Yeah, especially Apple takes years. Too much. You haven't. They ha, what has Apple done for you lately? Mm-hmm. So well, for, I mean, they built the store you're in. But, like they built it. They didn't. But like they they brought they brought you in people. Because uh-huh. there are more people willing to buy. They have like the that. audience that yeah. They have the captive audience on their machine, so they give it to they and present not, it there. And see, I don't, I'm, I'm of a couple ways about it because they're allow, Amazon Comicsology are allowed to do this because what's it going to hurt them? Mm-hmm. It's going to hurt them in the ease that people can buy issues with. Is that a thirty percent cut? Well, they lose a third of people. Probably yeah, well, they lo- I, I'd like to think they wouldn't, but they do. They very well might. I haven't yeah. bought anything since the change. Maybe have you? Yeah, I bought. Okay, I, said, well, look, I, I all everybody knows what a phone I have. Okay, <laughs> so I wasn't buying. I wasn't buying through phone anyway, and the Kindle app sucks for it too. So well, I Kindle, was just. I, I was. I always bought them off my computer, and I, I just I read never, them on my desktop. Yeah, I never understood that 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 Ugh. was Amazon's policy to not sell things through apps. Mm-hmm. Even it's even it's uh, Amazon Play. Like, let me just buy fucking Anchorman two here. Go to our website and then sync. Warning: yeah. This might not work on your device. Mm-hmm. Like you know well, what device I'm buying it. That on. makes me uh, think that on the on the game systems, then they, they, none of them must take a cut. Like you just buy it. Through. They do. They do. Yeah, all games because you take can a cut. buy. Well, because you can buy Amazon through their through their instant. It, yeah, but it usually service. specifies the platform. I see. And I, you know what? I actually don't know about that because I know like you can buy certain things, PC games, on Amazon and then redeem them through Steam. Yeah. And it may just be the authenticate. That's 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 an interesting point. But I guess if Steam, if you didn't buy it on Steam, why would they get a cut? You bought it on Amazon. Yeah, I I don't know. But the the only thing I would stress, Comicsology, if you would like to do this, your website needs to be flawless and awesome on all devices, and it very much is not. Mm-hmm. It is very. It is not easy to buy things in Safari. Yeah, <laughs> they should have. No, they should have made their website better first before yeah. doing that. And that's. I think you could say that it's a situation where they put they put money above their consumers. Definitely, like they instead of making sure it was a good consumer experience first and then cutting off the money from App- Apple, they're like, nah, Apple's no. Apple gets no more money first. Then How, we go. However. To. I was excited about the Amazon acquisition because that means the prices will reflect those on Amazon yeah. for everything else, yep. which is always significantly cheaper than the rest mm. of the universe. That's what they so did. They if did you think recently. that they just regained 30% of their potential profit, mm-hmm. it might pass savings along to the consumers. That fucking $5 <laughs> coupon they gave everybody 
It's like, you, why did you just not give me anything? <laughs> <laughs> well, I bought. I did spend it almost immediately on. Uh, uh, we know you. Did wait? They give us a five dollar coupon. Yeah, everybody have if you've a five dollar purchase in the last like two years. You get a five dollar coupon. Jesus Christ! Mm-hmm. And that will buy you one issue of Amazing Spider-Man one comic one. book. Thanks. Yeah. Well, I could get five issues I, uh, of some old DC thing. Yeah. Thing. That well, I bought. I spent my five on. They had the. Uh, Secret Origin sale for oh, DC, right. which was just a bunch of oh, year yeah. one books. That's another point I'd want to bring up because you also have it to understand good. they do split the profits with the comic publishers themselves. Yes. Yeah, which how much does that leave for yeah, Comicsology? Not, not a lot, especially. Mm-hmm. But thirty percent is a huge. Yeah, rip. the thing the thing that got me was you said a local shop can set up their own store, I which have means talked to them numerous times. I wanted to set up a store on Laser Time, and it sucks for me. Cool for cool for Comicsology that they don't allow people who aren't physical comics retailers to set up Comicsology sites. So Mission Comics, the, the comic place we went to over the weekend, they were like, "Yeah, our comic store is up and running. Like, go, buy your stuff here on our site, and you can support local comics vendors mm-hmm. by now buying on their." And sites. that's because of Amazon. Um, that's that's always been the case, but now oh. it's like Amazon has basically driven people to make a choice you can buy stuff on comiXology or you can go to your favorite local comic vendor and make sure they get 10% of every digital comic sale huh. that's pretty neat yeah I think that I don't know yeah, I, it is pretty cool it is pretty cool um, also uh, that reminds me talking about physical comic stores it reminds me of the only day <gasps> of the year that I go to a physical comic book shop the, anymore free comic book day it's very rude Henry what? Why wouldn't you just walk in like once every month or two? I, once a month, I always. I don't like, like look. I make a purchase. My did you offend the guy birth, at your local store? Okay, or? it is all complicated. Oh, I'm just lay it, <laughs> I'll lay it out right now. How can it be this complicated? I'll lay it out for you right okay, now. Okay, all right. When I moved to Berkeley, the comic book store there was my favorite. I loved it. It was called Comic Relief. Oh, it yeah. Was, and it got a redesign and it sucks. Now. Yeah, the, the redesign sucks. You've been inside it. I've been it's inside both good. versions. The old one was great. Yeah. But you know sh- there are about 500 other comic shops in the Bay Area. All right. And I go to one. There's one by Kaiser that I like there's to go to. If I, if I go to Kaiser Permanente the in Oakland, there's one dealer? like a bot. Uh, there's one two blocks from it. So... May, I could get there pretty easily without. I don't have to go to the doctor on Saturday. I can just go there, and it's not. It's a good comic store. See, that's the thing. I loved Comic Relief. Comic Relief was great. It was cool, and mm-hmm. they especially because they focused on trades. When I went there, fuck, twenty years ago. Jesus. When I went there twenty years what? ago, well, because my pa- my, my uncle lives in Marin, and when we, I have a lot of family that lives out here, and so when we what? moved. My family, well, okay, no, it was 97. All right, so 17 years ago. Thank you, thank you. But 17 years ago, like, we visited our family out here, and he took us to, he's like, let's go down to Berkeley. I want to show you around. There's this really awesome comic shop. And when I went in there, I was like, oh, my God. Right. All these books that I could never get, because no local, this was before Books a Million would have any heart or or whatever, any book, Books a Million, Barnes and Noble, all this stuff. Right, right, right. They wouldn't have collections. Right. Yeah, 97. No. My local store would only have special ordered ones. And like, it was all so hard. And, there, and Amazon was barely a thing, nor, nor was eBay. Yeah. So basically, the only, this was one of the first places I had ever gone to to be like, I could buy every, if I had the money, but I was 15 at the time. I could buy every Love and Rockets collection and check that out. I could check out Mad Men, all this stuff. And it was so awesome. And then after the owner of it died, oh, Rory no. Root. After Rory Root died, he like it just t- 
we got into turmoil and turned into a shitty shop. Like, well, it's not shitty. It's so this all this uh, and wrapped up in that, wrapped up within all that, sure. is that my old roommate who I'm not friends with anymore. Uh-huh. She worked there and was with friends with everybody there, and so I always feel slightly awkward going in there. And look, I I'm somebody who projects my fears onto <laughs> everybody around me. And they might not give two shits about me or even remember that I was a friend of someone that was an employee there. But it, I can't go in there without being a little paranoid. And so when... Think they're going to jump you? When number one, it's not a great store. Number two, yeah, I, number like two I will have to pay almost double what I would pay on Amazon for anything I want to buy there. And number three... Like, then I have my paranoia. Like, no, I'm not going there. Anymore. I would like to point out this all happened during the Obama administration. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Just saying, connect the dots. Uh-huh. Connect the dots. It was also Bad very weird. And you know what? I'm not going to say this next part. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, yeah. I, so it, I hear you loud and clear. I would just like to point out that, like, this, all this was happening, and people were, were kindly on Twitter, like, I cannot wait to hear what you guys have to say about this. And it's like. I have just become unemployed and was no longer making Comixology yeah, purchases I, anyway. Yeah. I buy, I've only bought stuff through their web app. I've never made an app I, purchase This was ever, my so. number one source of comics, but I haven't bought anything since that. Ha- well, no, I bought the one thing to test. Like, wait, everyone's freaking out about it. And in that one moment when I tried, mm. Saturday or whenever it was, it still worked. Mm. So I'm like, I didn't. when I opened it, it didn't ask me to, we've changed or we've moved. Mm-hmm. That None of that happened. So I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I but I, I do. I do agree. Like the the path now, it will that will totally affect my purchasing. Yeah. Because yeah. as I'm flipping through, I'll scroll that last one to the right, and it'll say like next issue in series two ninety nine. Yeah. Okay. I'll keep going, but I'm not going to mm-hmm. sit down on a computer. They just need better usability. They I mean, I guess I, I guess it's like well, have it open in a tab on your iPad. Open up Safari. They need a better mobile and tablet site too. Like yeah. just, but, but they is, got all that Amazon. It's money. a very inelegant solution that I understand why they would do it. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, you why would you want Apple taking that much money? I honestly don't don't think it'll be worth it. I think part of the reason I bought so many books on there is because it was very convenient to scroll oh, yeah, from one yeah, thing yeah. to another, and yeah. I could easily justify. Do you want to read the next issue? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I don't. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to think about Done. it. But now, when you open up all these other apps and mm-hmm. enter in more, well, passwords, I think they will see the numbers drop off so much they will have to come up with a solution. I think maybe. so. Well, yeah. and as some people have told me before, like Anne, our good buddy Anne, that she likes paying with her iTunes with iTunes gift card. She doesn't mm-hmm. want to put a freaking uh, uh, ca- credit card. Down. My advice there: uh, one, if you're if you don't want to do the first one, grow up. <laughs> Tell your parents to get you Amazon gift certificates instead of iTunes gift certificates. <laughs> You'll save money. Wait, in the long I gotta, run. I gotta write this. Down. You'll save money. Uh, All right, well, guys, we have only. T- this is going to be a very topical episode because we've got. There's really a shitload of news to talk about. This episode will be unlistenable in <laughs> exactly one month because who will care about any of this? But when you come back, guys, you're going to hear us talk about some video game news. But more importantly, DC Comics movie explosion? What? Find out more on the other side of the break! Hey everybody, welcome to the break for this episode of Cape Crisis number 90. I want to thank you guys all for listening. Uh, as usual, 
you dropped the bomb on me with your love for <laughs> for Cape Crisis. I really do appreciate it, especially in this time uh, of transition for much of the Laser Time world. And so, I just wanted to say again, if you want to support LaserTimePodcast.com, there's a lot of ways to help. There's that PayPal button on LaserTimePodcast.com, but also if you go to the page, you might just see a way to purchase one of our uh, our hate pack of commentary tracks, as we mentioned before. That's X-Men Origins Wolverine, uh, the Planet of the Apes 2001, and Godzilla 1998. All of the commentaries, original commentaries by us, me, Brett, and Chris, recorded. And for just a $5 minimum donation, though, if you can spare more, please do. Also, you can buy a t-shirt from the Laser Time t-shirt store that's right below that PayPal button. Or you can buy stuff on Amazon. we got a ton of Amazon links on the site like on the right side of the screen. Also, if you are listening to this on iTunes, be sure to subscribe and review us. I love seeing new reviews. Please, 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 please review us. And now it's time for the Hank's Corner pick of the week. And that would be Sex Criminals. Finally out. The first collection of Sex Criminals is out for, and it's only nine bucks like retail so when you buy it on Amazon, it's considerably less. Written by Matt Fraction, drawn and I believe co-written by Chip Zdarsky. Both very funny guys. It is a fun, weird, crazy, sexy book that you can only do independently. It's published by Image. Like, you know, Matt Fraction is great with Hawkeye. Chip Zdarsky is a really funny guy on Twitter, especially. And he also is known for having lengthy conversations with the Applebee's face, official Facebook. He's a really funny guy and... And that's in the it's in the Sex Criminals book, which is about uh, people who rob ba- who 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 are great master thieves because they can stop time by having sex, and it gets better from there, guys. So really, check out the first collection out this week. You can buy that and a lot of other things through sponsored links uh, to Amazon on this week's episode page on LaserTimePodcast.com. All right, none of that shit. Back to the rest of the show. Welcome back to episode P90X of Cape Crisis. Uh, so we're back from the break. You know what? Before we get into all the news, let's get into a very newsy piece of information. The return of the Superhero Spotlight! Collect your hero. That's right, everybody. <laughs> uh, it's something we're going to try to this feature to try to do more often. I know people have really enjoyed it. Oh, it was a, it was a good idea, Brett. It was, yeah, a, good it was I- a good idea. Brett. All right, yeah, everybody it was Brett's idea. Thanks, everybody. All right, so guys, uh, this week's is related to some uh, big time DC film news, big and time. and it is Cyborg of the Teen Titans. I see. His real name, Victor Vic Stone, first appeared in DC Comics Presents number 26. And uh, Wait, What year was that? 1980. Okay. And he was created by Marv Wolfman wow. and George Perez. 
Uh, it's hard to think Wait, of a better team 88? than that. AD. What? what? 1980. Oh, October 1980. AD. I'm like, wait, you still use AD? Yes. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it was in the 80s as well. But uh, Praise Jesus. Yeah, so a quick rundown of his abilities, just so I don't get them all wrong. But it's uh, super strength, genius level intellect, highly skilled in hand-to-hand combat, and inv- enhanced durability. Also, numerous functions as sensory and, we- and advanced weaponry, like he can change his body into whatever he wants it to, and supersonic flight. So yeah, he basically was like the transformer uh, mm. of them. But so I only read him the new Justice League. Yeah, well, I mean, I'd seen him in like because I, I read like uh, Crisis and, mm. and the various crises in which he's, uh-huh. he takes part in. But he in the new one was like dying, so his dad put him in a suit or yeah, something. Yeah, it was basically it was a pretty it was a close ish retelling to his origin. Like his origin is like he was. He was a student who had a strange, strained relationship with his dad, oh, who then champion football player. Or is and, that just the new one? Uh, and I believe the football player stuff is in the new one, but um, that in in the new fifty two version. But yeah, that he that his father to save his life. His father was a, like a very uh, ahead of his time guy in advanced robotics, and then just put him in his robot suit and replaced more than half his body with with robotics, and so. It turned him into kind of like this cursed Frankenstein type dude of just like I still have I'm still a man I still have human intellect or well, I'm really a teen I'm a teen man but uh, but I have they should have called him teen man but um, so a teenager he was a teenager but that he had uh, you know he just had it you could see he was definitely of the kind of mold of the X Men were too of just this kind of angsty superhero who's well that was the Teen Titans in general wasn't yeah it? yeah. yeah. But yeah, just these angsty heroes, and he fit in just fine. He was one of the originals of the group. Right. Like he, uh, like he was on the he's on the classic '80s Teen Titans group. Like I guess it depends on how someone define classic Teen Titans. Some, if they want to go back really far, would say it's Wonder Girl, Kid Flash, Robin, um, Aqualad, Ugh. and uh, oh, and Speedy, the, the sidekick of Green Arrow. It would be those five. But sure. when it came to the but in the eighties they had a, like a real booster drive and they added Beast Boy, Starfire, Raven, and Who could forget Beast Boy and Cyborg. <laughs> and these are all big time guys who moved up in the world and Cyborg kind of became like the leader of the sometimes at first he was cast as the heavy, but slowly but surely he became more of the leader of the group as mostly as Nightwing slash Robin, Dick Grayson divested himself from the group. Because mm. I mean Robin's the leader. Like, if Robin is typically the leader of the group, but I really liked in the um, in Jeff Johns' Teen Titans reboot that happened about ten years ago. Uh, in that, it was a really Man, cool. Idea. He loves rebooting things. He's really great at it. Uh, in his reboot, it was a cool idea of like he, the Teen Titans. It was still the Teen Titans again before they had gotten rid of the t- Teen name and they were just Titans, which I think you lose some of the flavor there. Yeah. But so the Teen Titans basically were. Like, Cyborg and Starfire became, you know, the, like, the headmasters of a class, and they were teaching four teen superheroes how to be superhero sidekicks. They took, they took on Robin, Superboy, uh, so Kid Flash, School for Gifted Youngsters, and Wonder, well, but it was set in Titan Tower in San Francisco. It was, I remember so, that much. Yeah. And they fought Deathstroke and all that, and... And there was a time, there was a really lame time where Cyborg had the ability to transform into a normal human body and then 
Then he had like gold body instead of like white or slat or mm. silverish metal. But they like Jeff Johns totally undid that because he knew that was like well that's not interesting. He so has how no did, conflict? How did he get the power to like? Yeah, I can change my arm into whatever gun is needed. Like just as well. See that was the thing. I think it was just technology catching up. Like his his, his tech is supposed to be ahead of what you expect. So like and his so as time went on, appearance, he has like a satellite subscription or something. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> well, he's kind of strong, and he has like I have a sonic wave gun that like uh, okay. my hand can. Re- replace with I see but but he also is just super strong and fast and durable he, he was the heavy of the group right. but but as it went on like he could just he became a transformer of whatever he wanted really and also could interface with computers all these things and they, like in the first issue of John's Teen Titans like he was deconstructed to the point where he was only a head right and I don't I don't know and so I mean that, I like how it's, it's interesting how a cyborg character is like I'm always slightly ahead of the curve. Mm-hmm. Like if it's 1987, then he's you know got like he's two, got the internet. He's got 2000 tech or whatever. Uh, but it, I have I have Wi-Fi internet. Guys. Yeah. Or if it's 2014, he's like 2025 or something. Yeah. Like so, I, I I get it, but it's also like mm, that lets you do whatever you want, which is the problem with a lot also of DC. DC. Yeah. yeah, I mean he is a DC character in that way. Like it just yeah. is if you can. If you can have the exposition to say you're doing something, if yeah. you can if you can cover your ass in exposition, it's kind of like something people make fun of. Like Batman's Star- great, yeah. yeah but sorry. people make fun of Star Trek for that kind of thing of just yeah. saying like, yeah, yeah, "Well, yeah. how are we going to beat this guy?" Well, we lo- uh, jargon, jargon, jargon. Right. Logic, it'll be logic, like logic. Oh, it'll be like blowing up, uh, putting too much air into a balloon. Yeah. Like, that's, that was a joke on Futurama about it. Yeah. I mean, I get it, but it's yeah. it's. There's somehow that's different. I, I can't think of the answer. But I liked him on. I like him on the team, and I know some people. My, I also loved him on the Teen Titans cartoon. Like I, I liked that his, is yeah. sadly how most of what I know. I did watch this show a that's lot. My only big. Well, he is kind of a bro. Like that's what I liked about yeah. him. I just I like don't know a bro. Or and then some people dog. may not like that he. I don't know. He was always a Titans guy. Like he was just. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't Actually see the need brother. for him to graduate. Well, Titans don't need to graduate in the Justice That's League. Their Titans are good enough on their own. But some may call it may have called it an affirmative action move just to get a black guy on the team. But I think he is just he is a good member of the Justice League. Like I think he's a good addition to the updated Justice League of the New Fifty Two, mm. and and it sets him up, Vic Stone, to be in. Segway. The Justice Just League, League movie. Wow, those are all <laughs> slowly degrading gears in this $10 plastic object. Yeah, <laughs> so a lot of DC comic news came out today, or this last week. Yeah. Like, the fir- the biggie, the mm-hmm. big one was, well, it started first with this. Let's, let's call it the Langston. <laughs> what? Oh, the, I get it. Yeah. I get it now. Man, you out you out wrestling reference me. I know. I'm just saying I keep up. Anywho's I go to sleep every night reading bleacherreport.com slash WWE. Anywho's <laughs> yeah, so first off, Cyborg got cast in the next movie uh, to appear in uh, the Batman Superman movie, and he's played by a name that I can't pull up right now. Um but uh, Chris, maybe you could research that really quickly. Oh, you still use the uh, Windows, Windows phone, phone dog? Mm. Anyway. You can't task me too watch? much. He was cast? Yeah. yeah, he was okay. cast. 
Cyborg was cast, just like the Star Wars cast, but we're, we, don't, we don't talk about Star Wars on here. Anyway, man, the, it's Mark Hamill. Boy, he needs to... I'm looking forward to that movie. Yeah, yeah. I re- Ray Fisher. Ray Fisher. Ray Fisher, is. who has not really been in anything before. Um, I will continue to look that but, up, too. Uh, all right, but the big news uh, spinning out from that is that basically the Man of Steel trilogy has now turned into the Justice League trilogy, so... As ver- I believe it was Variety, the por- no, the Wall Street Journal broke this news that Batman and Superman will follow directly, like two years later, into Justice League, which will be directed by Zack Snyder. So 2018, boo! Yeah, probably 2018. So you got, so you got 2016. <laughs> Ray, Ray Fisher, an actor and live theater, recently made a splash portraying, portraying famous boxer Muhammad Ali in the play Fetch Clay, Make Man. <laughs> He sounds like a very affordable <laughs> star. Uh, listen, I'm lonely. Need money. Bobby <laughs> <laughs> McFerrin. Uh, but okay, but yeah, the yeah that they're they're going to make the Justice League movie finally in the opposite way yeah. that Marvel. Well, I mean, Marvel built towards the Avengers film, and I feel like this is an accelerated is, course. It is definitely an accelerated course. They're like, mm-hmm. look, two movies. We did just a Superman movie, and now the next one is just. It really feels like now Batman versus Superman is really becoming the prologue to the Justice yeah, League. Yeah, I have to assume either this Comic Con or next they will change the name, and it will be because uh, it won't it, it won't be Prelude Bat- to Justice. Yeah, it won't be Batman versus Superman. Like this, this will be like Superman is the catalyst for a lot of change in this world. Mm-hmm. But it needs to set up. Ba- I don't know, man. That uh, well, because now they got so they got they first they got the world of Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. From and from yeah. there, they need to introduce Alex Luthor, Batman, Wonder Woman, and Cyborg. And they also need to lay the ground. Oh, Cyborg and Batman, Superman. Yeah, oh. he got cast in that. Well, maybe he's just himself at that point, though. But then they have to like have all those people there and make it a bridge to a Justice League film, which will then probably have Green Lantern and Flash in it. Yeah. Or Marsha Manhunter. And or Marsha Manhunter. I think and, they're going to leave him out. Oh, but he's so cool. I mean, they've established other I don't worlds think they already. Have the ball, I don't think they have the balls to have Marsha Manhunter. And Marsha Manhunter almost feels like before the Thor movie came out, we would have said, like, well, they can't do Thor. Asgard's too silly. It's yeah. a lot of silly space myth. Like, nobody wants that. And they made it work. But it was a gutsy move to make it work. And But you also have this very Warner, handsome, charismatic lead with uh, giant forehead. <laughs> what? No, a giant green forehead. No, I'm saying like Thor oh, was able Thor to. Thor is yes. Thor. You could use it by having this handsome, charismatic character mm. that's easy to relate to. Of like, this and big, you can then kiss on yeah, uh, pretty Portman. Lit, yeah, Natalie Portman, and have funny, funny jokes all around him. Yeah, so you can diffuse some of the weirdness with like, oh, I, yeah, okay, mm-hmm. a, a larger audience can can hop on board, and it doesn't derail the the tone of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Speaking of tone, I really Zack Snyder just is yeah, who oh boy. That he'll be the in charge of all three of them. It's just like, yeah. I, I guess just, they're hoping that Justice League lets them then do a Flash and a yeah. That they from Justice League, then they can explode out to do more. Well, I mean, like twenty twenty. I, I believe Gal Gadot, who is who's Wonder Woman, has said she signed a long term deal, like a seven movie deal. So it doesn't end with Justice League. Justice League is supposed to be the beginning, really. Yeah. But will Henry Cavill stick around that long? Like. He probably only signed like a three movie deal, and well, I don't know. We're, this isn't Variety, but we're not. But the other big news out of that was that uh, they apparently Warner has big plans for a lot of their stuff, and that includes the films like Shazam, 
Metal Men, One Hundred Bullets, uh, and Fables. Well, okay, behind that, it does feel like a lot of hubris on Warner Brothers and DC's part. But well, they should have been having these kind of balls like five years ago. They like, did, but in in to their credit. Marvel did lay the groundwork for this. And yeah. don't you feel like if they thought it would work, they would have launched the Avengers movies sooner? Yeah, maybe so. They Probably. took their time, but I, don't know. I feel like out. it was still so disjointed, like they were in the middle of a Dark Knight thing that they're like, well, we're not going to mess with this. Well, Iron Man, well, remember, yeah. I, like in a DC... pre-Iron Man world, like nobody knew this was going to work. Right, but by like happen. Iron Man 2 or even, sure. by, even by like 2012, you're like, this is established. working. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or 2011, it... I should say. But DC doesn't necessarily have to wait that long if Man of Steel was a... Success. Well, no, but they did. Man of Steel was a success, but now when Batman versus Superman comes out, like mm-hmm. what? It's it's a three year old film. Like Marvel would have had less right. of a break there. There would have been like a nine month break until they, the they would have had it two years at the series. least. Because that is like the next Captain America movie is coming out two years after the one that came out this year. And on top of that, Cap will appear in an Avengers film in between that. Yeah, yeah that's true. Like, they have the pipeline set up. DC well, they, they kicked still... all this off with two movies in a year. It was yeah. Iron Man and Incredible Hulk. Well, Granted, Incredible Hulk two... didn't pan out as well, but it's still like mm-hmm. it furthered the world. They, they kept it in everyone's mind. They pace themselves for two movies a year, yeah. mm-hmm. and DC doesn't have the – they don't have the cojones Well, they didn't, they didn't have the plans to do that. Yeah, and, and and it was just it, the planning. Out Space of Man. if they're planning far enough ahead, like out of the Justice League movie, mm-hmm. then then they can maybe they can do two a year, but, but that will be in 2019. Yeah, but it's also like, I mean, you know what? But what I do like, can you guarantee that? Like, it'd be weird to start cast. I mean, I guess you got to cast all these people anyway because you're making a Justice League movie, so you got to cast Flash yeah. and whoever. But, I mean, that's what Marvel did. They did the same thing. Yeah, but, but so then it's like. I, but then it's like you almost don't want to start making plans for like well let's definitely plan for a Flash and a Green Lantern and a, and a well Wonder Woman's got to be the next movie and then also the Ben Affleck Batman solo film maybe mm-hmm. like maybe I don't know it's just it's kind of weird to see this done in a different way I mean I they kind of have to yeah but also but, as people pointed out to me that like apparently David Goyer is still writing on it too I'm like that's the bat like the Goyer Snyder yeah. combo is not good without. Without Christopher Nolan to temper them, and as I read in a Grantland article, like Christopher Nolan has made no indication that he's going to work as he's going to be as involved with the next Superman film as he was with Man of Steel, that makes me doubly worried. Like, by the way, we almost did a commentary track for, or I contemplated doing my commentary track as Man of Steel. I want to say that you're welcome that I didn't do that. That you guys, I know you guys would have hated it. It's not like it was more like I don't want to go through that again yet. You what? Like, falling asleep? Like we both, both <laughs> you and I. I swear, I nodded off the first time I watched it, like for about five minutes. Like, yeah. But anyway, anyway. anyway. Anyways, where were we? Uh, uh, any, any more DC news? Uh, I don't know. Well, the Shazam and Metal Men movie, like that's an interesting route to go. Like, I think Shazam is a cool character. I, I'd like to see... And Black yeah. Adam's also pretty cool. Yeah, I like both of them. And as a mega nerd, I really like the Metal Men and their science facts and how dorky they are. Do I you know. think they'll try to build to a Kingdom Come movie? Because I'm trying to think, yeah. like, what's the DC equivalent, right? Well... Because, like, Marvel's oh, clearly doing Infinity Gauntlet. Well, they're, I would say their Infinity Gauntlet is Christ inside Infinite Earths. Like, but... 
If you bring yeah. in infinite Earths, infinite realities into the movie world, like that can't really. But what work. if? What they if? could just fight Darkseid. Like Darkseid. Well, yeah. really, Thanos is a Darkseid ripoff, well, if anything. He is, but mm. Darkseid doesn't have this. Like, and I think granted, my my DNA is Marvel's written into my DNA, so that mm. I definitely put more weight on that. But Infinity Gauntlet is this like. Partially thanks to the number of games he's like that have been around the gems and, and being on all the Capcom games, mm-hmm. and not to mention just Infinity Gauntlet was such a huge crossover when it happened. Like the image of Thanos with the gems it persists today. Yeah, oh yeah. And Darkseid doesn't have that story. Well, also when you say when you tell people like, "Hey, it's Darkseid," and they're like, "That's the, his fucking name, Darkseid." Yeah, really? one lol Darkseid. Two, that guy looks like <laughs> Thanos, but it's like yeah. he came first. You but... know, he predates. Well, I there are great Darkseid stories. I, yeah, I've read I've read several myself, but it's like there is no like I understand why you like because granted, if you're going to do a Justice League movie, you assemble the Justice League to fight. They got to fight something pretty, pretty fucking pretty big. damn big, and it's not going to be Starro. <laughs> so that doesn't seem very interesting for a whole movie. Brainiac. I guess maybe Brainiac. Yeah, Darkseid, like Despero or Destro. Like, no, not Destro. Destro's Destro's a, before Despero. Despero. Who's Despero? He's that mouse. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. That's Despero. Why do I bother chatting? Despero, he's a, <laughs> fin, he's a fin-headed big pink guy who mm-hmm. is stronger. He was stronger than, like, he can fight off Cap. Uh, he can fight off Superman, Wonder Woman, and Shazam at the same time. And he has super mind powers. Great. Like, honestly, <laughs> look, he is, he, is, he is also a master planner who, like, likes um, to beat them. Of course, of course. He likes to beat them at chess. He's a cool... I really like him. He's that's a fine. legend. Okay, that's... <laughs> he's got a third eye. He's really good at nice. Warcraft, too. Nice. I mean, he's been hanging in there. <laughs> I'm just saying, Despero is a cool villain. I'll, no, that's fine. Yeah, we I, get a I, lot I, of knocks on us hating on DC too much on this thing, so... Well, no, I, I'm just saying, like, I'm just wondering, like, what would they build to? And, and for me, it's like, Kingdom Come is the DC big thing I think of. Well, but that's a but I agree that the future. Like that's it also could, tough. But it could be the future, Henry. I guess. Like, well, if Henry Cavill is still doing it by like a third Justice League movie, he is aged up or into if, that. Or if they do, yeah, if they do the Crisis thing, they could get uh, uh, Christian Bale to show up. Yeah, from another, another <laughs> oh, universe okay. as Batman, as, as okay. alternate Batman, and Adam West. Why and not? Adam, yeah, get him why on not? there. Adam West will be dead by the time. <laughs> Let's be honest. He'll with never die. Hundred bullets would be really good TV yeah. show. I think. Yeah, I think it's it like every, really everything good. on the Vertigo line is sort of like I would rather see all of that on oh, screen. You know, there's a comic book I'd really like to oh, read. Did you do but a like I, Hellblazer movie? Uh, I think I did read that. Yeah, but it wasn't in that news story. All right. But um, I am excited to read. You know, Scalped. I think I, I keep reading. They're going to develop Scalped, that great yeah, Vertigo they, series, into a TV show. Or they're trying to. You, did you read where? What for Hulu or something? No, or? for like you would never guess it in a million years. FX. We had discussed it, I think, on Laser Time. The weird and mythical WGN. Oh right, the thing yeah. that exists in like White Sox games and Thirty Rock reruns. The WGN wants to get into original programming. Chicago that's cool loves thing, itself you know. so much. Yeah, that they they broadcast their local channel. We get our locally. own. Station. I really hey after after decades of reality TV that that. Fine, that yeah. companies are ready to like spend big on it's original just, it's, programming, but it's still technically a local channel, <laughs> like a yeah. local network channel in Chicago no, is wait, mounting it's, a scalp series. It's on cable. Well, same with like true. TBS was a local channel. It it's played true. the Braves all the time. It's man. true. They were America's team. America's team. I remember Henry. Uh, was there in the South. I saw many Cardinals Braves games. Mm-hmm. Mm. Ted Turner made sure of that. No, in person at Bush Stadium. Oh, you did? Yeah. 
Why don't we go to a Giants game, guys? Yeah. It's fucking boring and no, sucks. No, it's fun. Ugh. It's fun going to a game. When sober? Are, when are the... Uh, huh? Sober? No, you drink a shit there time. You go. When are the... Yeah, and spend $40 to get drunk. And how do you have fun? I like watching game. baseball. It's, God, I agree. I, on TV, it's boring, and I don't like playing it, but like going to a game once a year in a big stadium can be fun. Yeah. 18 innings of a 0-0 score. No. Oh, that that teams not are not that most, shitty anymore. They're yeah. all hopped up on steroids. You guys can do that, and I'll do something comparable like in a waiting room or no you'll be home alone yeah. I'm telling you football is alone, not like as fun champ. as baseball <laughs> alright guys we should probably get to the question of the week I, indeed I fucking dare you alright <laughs> oh there is a there is while I wait for it to load I did want to say uh, I brought up Scalped because uh, a new book came out that I am really looking forward to reading well one I started reading Sex Criminals again the first collection of Sex Criminals is out there's going to be a link to it on this week's episode guys oh I wanted to thank Tim Waugh because I, I did read the first uh, issue zero of Original Sin which I really really dug I read that too I liked it a and, lot and uh, Tim Waugh handed me his digital code I, I can appreciate all of your digital codes right now uh, Facebook <laughs> Cantista mm, and Cantista on Twitter but, uh, but also uh, now uh, the writer of Scalped, Jason Aaron, has started his first mature reader's book since then. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Southern Bastards. Southern Bastards, yeah. Uh, John, which I think, as a Southerner... John has might, a review of that and um, the new Spider-Man on Laser Time right now. LaserTimePodcast.com. You might want to read Southern Bastards, Chris. Yeah, yeah. it'll remind you of home. Ooh, I wouldn't mind. Does it have anybody named Scooter in it? Scooter Dupree. So. <laughs> Starring Scooter Dupree and Eustace Carfarkle. All right, guys. So last week's question of the week was just asking you to share your old comic book gaming memories. Oh, shit. So first up was Cody Stovall, who I feel like answers a lot of these questions first. He's a champ. But uh, I think the oldest comic book game I've ever played is Spider-Man 2, and I have no real memories of other liking it, of, of others liking any, I guess, until the Arkham games. Wow, you make me feel old, Cody Stowell. Spider-Man 2 is your oldest Spider-Man game memory. Boy, another one that Super Giraffe says he didn't play any games that weren't Pokemon until 2001. But he, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure I remember not playing a TMNT arcade game at Chuck E. Cheese and playing Simpsons hey, instead. Does that count? I think it counts. Ah, so here we go. Aimbot Master brings up Arcade's Revenge. A Brett favorite. Nice. Uh, the, a little talked about LGN game for good reason. It's very odd, very difficult, but it was the only superhero game I had. In a way, it's a precursor to the X-Men Genesis games. Same crunchy sound effects. It's got Wolverine, Cyclops, Storm, and Gambit in their pre-Jim Lee redesigns, as well as the lesser-known villains such as Celine Gallio, Master Mold, and even Obnoxio the Clown. I forgot about Obnoxio. Obnoxio? Obnoxio, yeah. Remember that level Juggernaut's chasing Wolverine. Uh, we covered the music of that game in the latest VG Empire, by oh, the way. Oh, shit. I was waiting for that. Tim and Jeff Fallen, great stuff. Uh, Midna Majora brings up the versus Capcom games. Mm-hmm. Uh, Flailing Don't Kermit? Care. Flailing... Well, <laughs> hey, look, I, I, didn't, I didn't want to talk anymore they're, they're about great. that. They're great. They're great. They're awesome. Uh, Jesus, Flailing Kermit also brings up the Spider-Man 2 game. Gee, you guys are That was young. a big touchstone. It was good. Uh, Jar uh, brought up Maximum Carnage. Oh, that, that was a but game he, you remember well. He but, said, uh, but besides the novelty of playing a Spidey Venom uh, in a beat-em-up 
in that rocking soundtrack. Am I right, Elston? Green jelly. Uh, it all it always lost my interest quickly. Uh, a... So I'll go with X Men Mutant Apocalypse. Also, Capcom game. Mm. Oh, I like this one. Sensation says Captain America and the Avengers has one of my favorite phrases that I even got my wife into saying, which is no, "No, I can't move. I can't move." Ask the police. Love the way he says no. I, no, no, no. Man, you should put that on the soundboard. Uh, there's no soundboard, James. I no. forgot. Remember, don't you miss? Somebody brought up recently. There's a new item in Super in <laughs> Mario. Away from the mic. There's a new <laughs> item in Mario Kart 8 called Super Horn, and people, <laughs> multiple people, replied to me with it. like "Wah, Super Horn." Yeah, somebody Thanks. beat us to it. Made an awesome YouTube video then. All right, a couple more here. Oh. Uh, Awkward Loser says ba- basically every moment in the first X-Men Legends. Too many to choose from. Oh, that was good. It's cool. Yeah, I feel like it's hard to go back to I'm, it after yeah. the Ultimate Alliance games especially. But that was the building blocks of Ultimate yeah. Alliance. Yeah. I, yeah, I played like a lot of that. We'd have friends over and just like I had a surround sound at that time and blast mm-hmm. that fucker and play that game for hours. It was super fun. Oh, and uh, Batman Boy Brings up uh, the Batman Returns, Spider-Man Maximum Carnage, and Spider-Man the X-Men Arcade Revenge. My brother and I used to play them a lot and rarely ever beat them at the time, but we still had fun. I also remember getting Batman Forever for a Christmas one year. Uh, mm-hmm. I think 98, even though that Which game one? was Which one? There were like seven different yeah. versions. And finally, the Neversoft Bat- Spider-Man game for the PSX and 64 entertained me uh, for a hell of a long time. That was fine for the time. It, yeah. was, it was like yeah. the first... like. This is totally decent. Well, when I was looking at the history of Spider-Man games recently, like, there's a break. Like, 96, and then apparently they couldn't figure out who could make Spider-Man games until 2000, until Activision made that one in 2000. Never soft. And it's also just, like, number one, it's it's crazy that it was built on the Tony Hawk. Yeah. Yeah. Engine and then he also premiered as a playable character, didn't he? In I think so. Season two, yeah. But then also like the number of cameos that are in it. Oh, it's great! It shows you yeah. like a Marvel who was like, well, just have whoever. Like yeah. you can have Cap, have Punisher. You want, you want, you want Thor and Human Torch too. Human Torch. Yeah. Nobody else wants to make games of these. So fine, put them in them. And well, now, they were also bankrupt at the time. So. <laughs> in two thousand eight, where yeah, and now fourteen years later, they're like. Probably just for the price they pay, the price Activision paid for Spider Man back then. Like, they couldn't even get, like, uh, I bet they couldn't get the Human Torch for that much. <laughs> they couldn't get Namor for that much. They couldn't get Namor, yeah. They could not make a Namor game for that much. All right, so those were the favorite comments from last week. This week's question of the week, I feel like we should tie it into those DC films. Oh, yeah? Well, so, they named some really obscure DC stuff, so it seems like anything's on the table for mm. DC and Vertigo films. What weird or what out-of-left-field choice would you make for the next DC film? I'll go first. Uh, You know what? Well, I I said scalped, and there's definitely a lot of Vertigo books I want, but I think I will go with DC instead and just the DC universe. And I really think that, geez, the authority. I think they should do authority, actually, from Wildstorm. Like. They would. They could make a hard R film, which I feel like they wouldn't do after Watchmen was not a big hit. But, or it could be like a really intense PG thirteen. But it would be just so cool to see the extreme Justice League that they are. Apollo and mm-hmm. Apollo and Midnight are making out like the crazy. Like Mark Miller or when Mark Miller and Warren Ellis wrote it, 
they had such crazy shit happen in it mm-hmm. that it was totally like this should be a movie. Like they were called widescreen comics. Like when Brian Hitch was right. drawing, yeah, yeah, Brian Hitch especially. When, yeah, when Brian Hitch was drawing Ellis's Run on Authority, like they were widescreen comics. So yeah. that those would be great. Does it have the kitsch appeal or something you can sell on Underoos? No, and they probably won't get as many, um, you know, Sears tie-in or whatever. But postal uh, service or postal service, yeah, the band. The band post. The band post. Uh, but I think I, I think it would be a really entertaining film. Uh, I well, just have I meant something I'd meant to catch up with was uh, Scott Snyder's The Wake. Uh, yeah. Uh, really, really, really absurdly compelling uh, Vertigo comic, which I I remember very little about, having only read the first two issues months ago mm-hmm. and not catching up on it. But it is gorgeous. It is a giant underwater piece of nastiness and just the the art of the waves and the destroyed city and the just beautiful Starks pink skylines I would I'd really like to see something like that on film and I I swear it's not it's not even that ballsy to say but everything on the Vertigo line would translate better to film than just about anything on the DC well I think TV too maybe maybe Uh, did you know that uh, pardon me sorry uh, did you know that JGL is going to make a, a is trying to make a Sandman movie? Is he really? Yep. He Wait, is Seth Rogen still making Priest? I think he's still trying. Yeah. But now they're making that Sega versus Nintendo film. Oh yeah. Beautiful. But anyway, sorry, Brad. I just bought a book about Sega. Hmm. Oh, uh, the the Master. Lost. I forgot what it was. Uh, I bought. I think I bought that book too. I don't remember what it was because there's some book coming out in May that's about the console wars. And that is what Seth and okay. Kevin Goldberg are basing it Yeah, on. and it's not out yet. And then mm-hmm. at the bottom, it was like, you might also like. And yeah. I was like, oh. Uh, I think of- I have that book. You've l- let me be able to name it correctly. But you, you. But then I also kickstarted a book about the, the Mega Drive like mm-hmm. last year that's like they interviewed like Yu Suzuki and, mm-hmm. and every the Hardcore 101 guys? Mm-hmm. I can't remember. Uh, anyway, but the question of the week, uh, I don't know the best way to go about this, but since... Uh, my obvious thing is like, well, I like the Animal Man, so do that. Uh-huh. But I'd be more interested, and this is a thing that DC can pull off easier than Marvel, I feel, because their characters are like easily drawn archetypes where you're like, oh, that guy's Batman, that guy's Superman. Mm-hmm. I don't need much, I don't need anything else explained to me because they're cultural icons and you don't need to get into anything else. Mm. But for find some medium to deliver Elseworlds stories. Like oh, that'd be cool. A, a Netflix uh, thing like the, like a yeah. Wake Up Ron Burgundy extra DVD, something like that, <laughs> or it could be like a, a high class Twilight Zone kind of anthology. Yeah, it's mm. just like, but you would want. I mean, to make it stick, huh. but to make it stick, you'd want to get whoever's playing Superman at the time you know, really to cool. maybe just do like a twenty minute short. Yeah, but but be like back in the day, or even they do it with animated films now, like a TV special. Yeah. This Thanksgiving, uh, mm, one-hour yeah. special featuring the actors you know from the screen. Yeah, because I was thinking like Haunted Gotham or Son of Krypton. Oh, or, or, awesome. uh, that would be, cool. would be cool. Or what's the one where Superman lands on Darkseid's planet? Uh, where he lands on Darkseid's planet oh, instead uh, of Earth. Something Dark Sun. Sun. Apocalypse. Because there was a period for like a few months where I, a friend at work at the time had a bunch of those Elseworlds, and I just uh, read all of them. and They, they were, were fun. They were all uh, Superman's monster when he's Frankenstein, basically. <laughs> Frankenstein's monster. What about when he was a British soldier in the Revolutionary War? Sure. All that stuff. Because when you go, oh, hey, it's Superman is uh, in the Old West. Like, got it. You don't need to set anything else up. I know who the fuck Superman is. Oh, it's Batman's uh, but he's in like the Industrial Revolution. Okay, mm-hmm. got it. Or 
it's a place where ghosts exist, and it's you know theoretically, <laughs> if it was Henry Cavill, I'd just add more. I don't know, a little more weight to it. It would, yeah, be fucking it's like, interesting. But it's like mm-hmm. pull him aside. They got Ben Kingsley to go do a mm-hmm. fucking extra thing for Iron yeah. Man three. Yeah, like just grab these people who have far less clout than mm-hmm. Ben Kingsley. <laughs> Did you to know? go shoot some other thing? Make a and yeah, and you don't have to do like you know massive special effects these are mm-hmm. like you know think tv budgets but just have them do these things i, I think be yeah. really cool because they have the characters that really lend themselves to put them in any spot you mm-hmm. want and it still kind of works well people should like well i mean that ben kingsley one was one of those ones that righted a wrong that some people saw oh, in the film right. by saying like okay there really is a mandarin right. and it's not this guy so still believe in the magic of the mandarin right uh the sega book i read was called service games the rise and fall of sega i think that's it so, i haven't read it it's good it's good but yeah that's, that's... but yeah so All you right. can answer this week's question of the week in the forum thread uh for this week's episode and also man we didn't even get to talk about disney infinity but we're running out of time but yeah, yeah. The Avengers are coming to it. They couldn't. They didn't want to talk about Spider-Man. I think they're saving that for another time. But they showed a half of a second of Spider-Man swinging by. And then they said, hey, here's Hulk using his wall-crawling ability. We have that for some other people, too. Moving on. Just right. So. Yeah, it's, I, I, I look forward to, I would bet, E3 or Comic-Con seeing some Spider-Man stuff. Uh, also, but yeah, it's plug time. Plug time, guys. Uh, VGEmpire.com, video game music podcast. Just so happens our latest episode is all about the X-Men games. With a smidge With of a Spider-Man. dash of Spider-Man because in our previous spectacular Spider-Songs episode, I didn't do Spider-Man and the X-Men because I knew at some point I'd want to do an X-Men episode. And that day has come. That day has come. And it's also <laughs> sandwiched in between a Spider-Man and an X-Men movie releasing in the same month. So that was the most recent one. Before that, we did GTA 1, 2, and 3. We did Persona, Parappa a month of final fantasy stuff all kinds of stuff great stuff lords of thunder how there you go that's also there's cheap popcast the pro wrestling one we'll have a new episode very soon guys i'm pretty sure plus vidigame apocalypse the video game podcast on laser time network the new every single week Chris is a fixture on that, hosted by Mikkel Raparez. Occasionally. Um, yeah, and and show time. him your love, too, guys, by the way. Not, not exactly. just Chris. I know you want to show Chris all your love. but I just I didn't know how anybody was announcing whatever their okay. current issues were, so I stayed out of that. But I think most people are aware. He, he said it on Twitter. Look, look, at, look, if you want to know what, what Michael's deal is, go to his Twitter page and see what he publicly said. But Up to I don't want to three to four of your Laser Time favorites have all been um, yeah. all currently unemployed. All right, but it's the way of things. Uh, but uh, we had a great time this week. I love laser time. Yeah, uh, it was all about failed talk shows to sort of talk about like uh, who I think is a personal god, Stephen Colbert, inheriting the late night throne. Which mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm still still not sure that was that the right thing to do. What a waste. Time will tell. Time <laughs> what will a waste. Tell. You're gonna in between awesome Colbert jokes, a giant band's gonna throw it a commercial. <laughs> Just seems silly. Colbert Colbert Report is awesome. But I do love old talk shows we talked about. Mostly failed talk shows, but a lot of Conan Letterman love with some who knows, Space Ghost, Chevy Chase. A lot of Howard Stern mm-hmm. uh, references in there and some SNL people. You may not know how to one shot deal at a talk show. <laughs> uh, but also we have the uh, Laser Time Premium Commentaries Hate Pack. For a $5 minimum donation via our PayPal, which you can find very easily on the lasertimepodcast.com page by either clicking donate or just the PayPal button, or in that article itself, donate. You explain at, it very thoroughly. Yes. Donate at least 5 bucks, and we will uh, we will send you your links to three full-length, feature-length movie commentaries for X-Men Origins Wolverine, 
Godzilla 1998. Correct. And uh, Planet of the Apes 2001. Never forget. And also, <laughs> you can go to the Laser Time Bandcamp page to find two which other is, commentaries. Lasertime.bandcamp.com. Oh. You'll find a commentary for the first five episodes of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., mm-hmm. commentary tracks for Batman Returns and Home Alone, and then the VG Empire Wintry Mix episode. And we, I do... I can't thank you guys enough for your support during these weird, weird times. Um, I've been writing a lot more uh, stuff on the site. You can find the Amazon new release article. That's a good way to... If you're thinking of buying anything new this week, your Kirby Triple Deluxe or your Mario Golfs or your Amazing Spider-Mans and Star Trek Four Enterprise, Season 4 of Enterprise on Blu-ray... It doesn't matter. It just came out this week. Oh, the last episode has next-gen characters in it. Uh, it does? That's the last season. It takes place on the holiday. Oh, okay. And uh, all that stuff, uh, I wrote up something really stupid about the stupid Jamie Foxx head, and I may or may not, by the time you listen to this, have a giant manifesto about what I want to do moving forward with you guys. Um, it's really long, and I don't even want to look at it anymore, but it was written in a very weird state of mind. <sighs> Somebody else say something. Well, until next time, Excelsior! Excelsior.